welcome to the Autism Grown Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Regan, and I'm the coach and educator as well as founder here with Autism Grown Up, a website for autistic individuals, families, and professionals to connect and get resources, ideas, information, and inspiration when it comes to autism and growing up. And this podcast is an extension of that. On this show, we share stories and strategies when it comes to autism, growing up, and adulthood. So let's jump right in. Welcome everyone to today's episode. It's the last Thursday of October, and that means it's the Q&A episode. So thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We are currently going live in the Autism Growing Up Resource Center and community. So for those of you who are members, you can easily catch this live or the replay there. And for those of you who are just catching this episode for the first time or aren't a member yet, please join us there. Uh, you can join us at community.autismgrowingup.com. And that's where we'll get questions for next month's episode and hopefully maybe do another live call. I think this can be really fun to do. All right, so I've got two questions today. And then for those of us with us right now who want to follow up on the question or ask something different are more than welcome to chime in. So the first question for today is, what do you recommend to an adult with high-functioning autism? I'm 25, about to be 26. Well, now she's 26, because I know it was her birthday this month, <laughs> that has limited resources in their state, but wants help to learn more about independent living skills and how to thrive in the community. I'm from North Mississippi and have little resources for adults with autism spectrum disorder, and I have difficulty with self-discipline and motivation. For instance, when my mom tells me to clean the living room, she basically has to force me to do it because I don't want to do it. I totally feel a total lack of motivation. I'm also on my phone 24-7, and I want to be more productive. And... Um, oh, yeah, you wrote more here, too. I don't have a job. I don't drive or cook. I still live with my parents, and I don't want to use the word lazy, but I feel that way. I know this can be common in individuals with ASD, especially in adults. Any tips or advice? Thank you. And Cassie, I could say your name, too, if you want me to. It's up to you. I can cut it out. <laughs> Um, but this is such a great question because I get this one from adults all the time. Like you mentioned, it's fairly common in individuals with ASD, um, especially with neurodiverse conditions too, like ADHD, dyslexia, other areas too. Um, and I think this is such a good question and why uh, there's such a huge need for support in this area. And teachers even come to me too when their students are in high school and they just have difficulty with keeping things organized. And um, that's kind of another independent living skill too. Um, so yeah, just going to the start of the question, uh, asking about limited resources in the state, but you want to learn more independent living skills and how to thrive in the community. Um, so for this particular person, I know that they are um, online, they're 
always doing a lot of great research into learning more about how they can work on their independent living skills. And it sounds like since they're on their phone, they know how to use technology. They're fairly familiar with it. So I always like to go back to a few apps that I know can be really helpful for independent living skills, um, especially for like building a morning routine um, before school or before work um, or even at night before bed so you can make sure that you are successful in getting a good night's sleep. Um, And a couple of those apps include Habatica. That's a really good one. That's kind of like a gamified version of getting things done, whether that's tasks or those morning routines or routines in general. And that's such like a great resource because, I mean, it's free. So that's awesome. And then um, there are a lot of, um, I know it seems very limited even online, but Um, Hopefully you can find some help from Autism Grown Up because we do have some resources on independent living skills like putting together your own visual schedule and we're hoping to develop more resources in this area, especially coming from other autistic adults who have experienced just this thing and have such great experience in talking about what they've done to navigate this skill and conquer it um, over time. And that's something we wanna do in our community more so. And then for thinking if you are a teacher or a parent or an autistic teen, um, I think I do, some of these resources are applicable for those in their mid twenties is um, the Center on Secondary Education for Students with Autism. They have a few guides there focused on supporting independent living skills too, um, like eating healthy um, and navigating the community. So I will make sure to link those two as well in the show notes. Um, So yeah, there's limited resources, unfortunately, but there are more and more coming out every day. And we definitely have goals of creating some of these um, resources too, because we know they're just so limited and there's such a huge need. Let's see. The other part of the question is wanting to, yeah, I think also going to feelings of like a lack of motivation or feeling like you have such difficulty with self-discipline. Um, I totally understand that too from <laughs> someone who's also in her 20s and just a lot of adulting things have been thrown at me and, as well. And it's just not as motivating to do those types of tasks or chores. Um, and I totally, totally understand how you're feeling there. And um, something I've also worked on a lot with Um, some of my clients and their families is to figure out systems at home that can help support self-discipline over time. Um, And that is also using Habatica, using that visual schedule support to ultimately lead lead you to something that is motivating um, and helps you create a system 
that you don't even have to think about because once you've made it then you can just use it over and over again every day and you don't have to think about and have to process each step and it doesn't seem as overwhelming and overall then once you're going through that system it's going to be like a breeze and you're going to feel like you're being so productive and can take on so many other things. And then you won't feel like you are being lazy because you've accomplished something today. So yeah, I would refer you again to those CISA guides for that, just on more information on what's out there, but also our visual schedule support and um, Habatica. And um, as more things come along, I'd be happy to pass those to you too. All right, I think that is it for that question. Do you, have, do you wanna add anything else, Cassidy? And then the other question I got was from actually a grandparent in the community. And as far as I know, for her question, she is currently not the main caregiver of um, her grandchild, but I know we do have many grandparents in our community who are considered the main caregiver of their grandchildren on the autism spectrum. But I think this question still kind of applies, um, even broadly for uh, relatives and other family members who just aren't very familiar with autism, but they just wanna learn more. So overall, I think, let me pull up her question. It's um, what do you recommend for grandparents as they learn more about autism and just who want to be a part of their grandchildren's lives? And I love that question. I think we don't get to spend a lot of time um, as resource givers, as uh, communities. We don't devote a lot of time to answering this question in supporting grandparents. So I'm so grateful that we do have grandparents here in our autism grown up community and that they are accessing our resources and feel comfortable asking this type of question. Um, so I think there are some Actually, in addition to this community, I think I have found some other grandparent Facebook groups. So I would also recommend joining those too because those are specifically for grandparents. Um, just all grandparents of grandchildren on the autism spectrum. I think that's also a great support group to be a part of, no matter where you are on the journey of understanding autism. Um, so I will link that as well in the show notes as some great places to check out. And then as you are navigating wherever you are in the journey and understanding autism, um, it's always just important for you to find ways to be able to connect with um, the parents. So your children as parents of an autistic child uh, and kind of meet them where they are because their lives are have it shifted maybe prior to diagnosis, maybe after diagnosis. And um, of course, it depends on the context and your family's relationship and your relationship with your children. Um, but a great place to start is with your children, your grandchild's parents, and seeing how you can be a part of their support network, because that is ultimately the most commonly reported issue by parents is that they feel so alone and so isolated as they are navigating autism with their child. And 
that could be feeling isolated from their family members, which I'm sure you don't want them to feel that way, especially as their parents are involved in their lives. But also, uh, they also feel isolated in terms of their communities. They're not able, they may or may not be able to access this community the same way. Um, they may have other children that they may need some additional support with too um, over time. And I think just starting there is the best place to get going. Um, if you're wanting to learn specifically more about autism, um, I would also look into just the common resources that are out there for families. Um, but I would love to also, side note, create some specific grandparent resources on the Autism Grown-Up site, especially from our grandparents already there. So hint, hint to those grandparents, I will be in contact with you because I think you would be a great resource. But I also believe I have this jotted down too. Now I may be wrong, but it will be in the show notes, so that spot will be correct, is I have a link to, I think it's the Organization for Autism Research, OAR, and they have a specifically a, sec a section of their website devoted to grandparents. Um, but they also, I think they have something for siblings too. So that's also, a side note, a great thing to share too. But um, any related family member literature can also be helpful too, especially if you don't, if you're unable to find anything specific to being a grandparent, because the family member literature and pamphlets can be helpful in describing the experience of learning more about autism as a family member. So I'll also just put those there too, because I always find that to be very helpful in understanding more about this. And then I think those are just two great places to start. And the more that grandparents can understand or that you as a grandparent can spend more time with your grandchild on the autism spectrum, the more I think you'll be able to learn more about how they experience the world. And if you're able to spend any amount of time at a different autism organization or people who are neurodiverse, then you can also begin to understand how each person with autism is different from one another. So you've met one person with autism, you've only met one person with autism. It's such a common phrase in this community. Um, and that's absolutely true. That's why it is so common because yeah, each person is so different and you will see that even across um, grandchildren, other family members. Um, you may even see some similar characteristics between your grandchild and their parents. And you may end up thinking back to when there, they were children too, and maybe some of the difficulties that they had growing up. So that could be a helpful reminder to um, to you as you navigate this new role as a grandparent. All right, so those are my two questions that I had before recording this episode. For those of you here with me live, do you have any questions for me? You're more than welcome to say it over the audio or you can chat it, write it in the chat. But if you don't have anything, that's totally fine. 
could be related to a question you already had or uh, maybe different things we talked about on the podcast this month or what's going on in the community. I even think um, there was such a great resource shared this past weekend from one of our members about accessing healthcare. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can't wait to dig into it. And that is, that's on my to-do list for this week. That's something I often get questions about too. And my family has questions about too, as well. Just how do we work with a doctor who doesn't really understand autism or how do we find a doctor who actually gets us or is a little bit more um, accepting of my brothers has always been a worry because sometimes it's not been a good match for my youngest brother, especially. And even my older, the older of my two brothers too, because Tyler, he's in remission now. He's been cancer free for two years now, but he had cancer a couple of years ago and we had to navigate healthcare in a different way than we had ever expected that we would ever have to. And we we're very thankful that we had really great doctors and nurses and other medical staff who were just really wonderful with him. And with us, we're very understanding. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to, to everyone who's joined us tonight on this live podcast episode. I'm looking forward to doing next month's and maybe some other live ones in the community. We'll have to see. Hey, it's me again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I've got a few things to go over as you are on your way out the door. So firstly, if you like this episode, please go ahead and share it with a friend or another family you know if you think this would be helpful for them. And then also, I'd love to hear your side of the conversation for this episode. So why don't you join us in the Autism Grown Up community and share what's going on for you, your family, and in your local community in whatever role you serve. Everyone is welcome over here. You can access the community through this link, which is community.autismgrownup.com. And then lastly, if you really love this episode and just the podcast in general, please go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are currently listening to this episode on. It just helps get the word out there when it comes to what's out there for autism growing up. All right, we'll see you in the community and I'll catch you next time.